Welcome back, friends, to Kirby's Dreamcast, the Kirby podcast that is meant to give you information about everything with Kirby. Games, anime, manga, light novels, and so much more. And today we're doing the 100% spoiler talk about Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe because I just 100% into the game, and oh my god, is it amazing. But let's be very thorough about it, of course. So, I'm gonna talk about everything I can. Just like, oh, I remember this, this was great, this was great, that was great, these are great, all those things. Just reflecting on the game. Talking about how awesome it was. So, of course, if you have not 100%ed the game and don't want to be spoiled on anything, don't listen to this episode yet. Listen to it later. And if you have any thoughts or feelings, you can reply on the YouTube version or in the podcast version, you would have to reply at like Kirby Dreamcast on Twitter. Those are the only ways to get a hold of me and to tell me what you think and if you disagree or agree or whatever you feel like. Because talk to me. I like talking about Kirby. Kirby's fun, so do that. Alright, so, preamble. Uh, besides all that was, this is my first time beating Kirby's Return to Dreamland. I did not get to beat the original, because I played with my sister, we were co-oping it, but then she moved away, and I just didn't feel like finishing the game without her. So finally I finished the game, and yeah, I didn't know about Magalore until uh, a year later when the collection came out, but that's another time for that. Main thing to talk about is, let's talk about just going through the game. So... The opener, very cute. Also, let's talk about King Dedede really quick. The Rita the design is fine with me. I like it. It's nice. Some people don't care for it. I like both versions. I love every version of King Diddy. They're all great. I love how cute that opener is. Like, uh, everyone just gets on the start. Kirby, then King Dedede, then uh, Ben Danity, then Ben Knight gets on there. Very cute. Unless I got that last one backwards and Ben Knight, then Ben Danity. But still, it's very cute, all of them on that star. And... It's very interesting having Magoland there. And real quick, just talking about Magoland from the start, I feel like the explanation you have to give here is it's a it's a time bubble. It's a pocket dimension time bubble kind of situation. Because it's in the background in the game. And obviously Magoland shouldn't exist yet. Especially because the game itself says, at a different time and place is Magoland. You just can play it right now while playing the main game. And so my thought is, and as some others have agreed with me, is that it's got to be just like a time dimension thing where Kirby can go there anytime he wants, it's already there, but this Magalore is post this adventure. And it's like, well, why did Magalore decide to go? Well, Magalore decides to go there when, you know, things happened, because maybe Kirby would put his foot a little less deep inside Magalore's butt when he beat him up. That's the best way to put it in my thoughts. That's the only way I'm going to explain in the podcast episode later, because Magoland's there. So, the main game's a lot of fun. Of course, I played it solo, I couldn't play with the other characters, but the other characters are fun. I got to play them later on in the arenas. I wish you could have had AI buddies or online play. Uh, spoiler for later, uh, 10 out of 10. This game would be a 10 out of 10 if online play was a thing. No doubt. 10 out of 10, if you could friggin' play Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe online with friends. That's for sure. AI would have helped make a 9.5. But with friends, oh my god, that would have been awesome. Just awesome. I, I would have been very happy with that. Uh, let's see here. So, Kirby, of course, goes through seven areas, seven lands. And the first one is Cookie County, which is the sea for which eventually becomes crowned. Which I like that, like that the stage names uh, are something. That's always been a fun thing. Now this one, the stages don't have names like... I don't know if Forgotten Land is the first one to do it where every stage has a name. 
But in this one, of course, Cookie County Stage 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Let's see, what are the most interesting ones? So Stage 1, of course, is the introduction to a lot of things. Stage 1 introduces you for the first time to, of course, the Ultra Blade, uh, which is Ultra Sword, I mean, which is pretty cool, and then all different versions of the Ultra Sword are very fun. This is also the introduction of Gigant Blade, which I did not know that. This is where Gigant Blade first shows up, and it's also the first uh, show up of a couple other characters. That's pretty wild. Of course, the Sphere Doomers are here as well. So, Ultra Sword. The introduction of the super abilities. So every game has a gimmick. This one is is the super abilities. And Ultra Sword is pretty cool. I like Ultra Sword. I like that it's different things come out eventually. And then they added more like the uh, uh, Morpho Knight Sword. And that's the only one I can think of that they added. Uh, there's other ones like the Fish, of course, is the legendary one that everyone cares about. And a bunch of other ones with the Ultra Sword. And the other dimension with the Sphere Doomers. It's... I don't know how I feel about like the the other dimension is interesting because they're a bunch of just like a little more challenging trials for you to play through. They're not necessary, they're optional. But you have to fight these sphere doomers, which eventually you do fight way too many of these friggin' things, but it is an interesting uh, gimmick to do in this in this stage. Oh going forward with all these stages. And like the idea of the gathering gears, I don't remember what's the first game to give you that con okay, well the first game to give you that concept really was, of course. Kirby's Dream Land 2, when you collect all the sword parts uh, for the Rainbow Sword, you had to puzzle around for some of those parts. That was the first one to do it, and those puzzles were kind of annoying. Uh, and there's still some puzzling here. Most are easy to get, some are a little more harder to do by skill or by just happenstance. Which I appreciate, you shouldn't make them all easy. And yeah, just collecting the spheres, not a bad thing. I, I think that's just a fun thing and a, a nice goal to have. Let's see, what about Cookie County 2? Was there anything special about Cookie County 2? Cookie Country, too, by the way. Not County. Oh, Gigant was in uh, the second stage. Uh, just checking to see if there's anything. No, there's n nothing else to mention besides Gigant Edge, I think. I think I called him Blade earlier. Let's see here. Stage 3. Oh, yeah, Kitty. I did not know. So, Return to Dreamland Deluxe is... Uh, Return to Dreamland is also the introduction of Kitty, which I did not know they're called Kitty. I like the other name of them, Wong Key, which is, you know, Wanya and Key. These little monkeys with the keys, like... I did not know this was the introduction of them. They're such an interesting character because it gives you, like, you have to race them into things, and, like, I think that's a pretty cool challenge. And, yeah, that's fun. Now, Cookie Country 4 has, of course, the introduction to the Monster Flame, which is just a dragon fire. Why couldn't they just call it Dragon Flame? I don't know. But it's such a cool-looking hat. It's just a cool-looking hat for sure. Of course, the dragon fire. And, of course, I forgot to mention, with the introduction of Super Billies, you also have, like, bigger versions of characters. Like, the bigger bouncy tea and things like that, or... Even with the characters themselves, so you had, like, the bigger flamer. And then, like, a, a more ornate uh, bonkers, more ornate uh, waddle do and things like that. It's very interesting to see just super versions of them. Of course, these are, like, alternate dimension versions of them. And that's, of course, in the lore, just realizing that, like... The reason why this alternate dimension stuff is happening is because of Magalore. Because he's this dimension traveler. And the lore is what he used for that, and so, of course, the lore's gears are going to be alternate dimension kind of things as well. That makes sense. And it's just a wild thing going on with that. Also, I forgot, Leaf was introduced in Return to Dreamland. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Leaf is... alright. I, I wish Leaf was better. I definitely wish Leaf was better. And, of course, the first Howl Room is in stage 1-4 uh, as well. I feel like there's like a reference to, I think, Adventure where 1-4 was also... no. Was Adventure or... hmm... 
So I can't remember which game where it was like 1-4 is where the Howl Room was. It feels like it's a reference to that. But the Howl Room's pretty cute and it has a broom hatter there. I think that was Adventure where, uh, Howl Room with a broom hatter. And so that was cool. Of course, you got Cookie Counter Stage 5. Double checking if there's anything there. Oh, you get the oars here. So, Stage 5, of course, is Wispy Woods. Purple Wispy Woods for the EX version. Very interesting. Uh, do I want to talk about EX now? No, I'll talk about EX. Either do them all or do it now. No, let's just do it now. Let's just do it now. So, EX version. Purple Wispy Woods. Interesting idea there. Just make him different. Poor Wispy. Always being the first guy you beat up on. <laughs> He's just always the guy you deal with. Always. The only time he wasn't the first guy is when it's just a different tree instead of him. Or, of course, Forgotten Land, where it was Gory Mondo, which was such a surprise. Of course, Wispy still showed up, which is an like extra surprise. Like, what the? Wispy's still here anyway. Wispy, of course, is your usual uh, challenge, and very interesting, like, the way he fights in this one. Like, he... It's just the usual Wispy kind of difficulty going on here. His Tendril Spikes is a cool addition, though. Then next place, of course, is Raisin Ruins. But I love these names. Raisin Ruins is a great name. Of course, this is where you get... Uh, you first get to do Parasol Kirby stuff, which Parasol is always fun to do. And Bonkers is here, and Bonkers as well. Bonkers. And of course, this will introduce Sandran, which is the Sand Dragon for Sand Ability. Let's talk about Sand. Sand is OP. Sand is OP. You can easily beat the Arena and True Arena with Sand. It is amazing how strong that power is. And just, you can do so much. You can hide, take no damage. You can do these big blasts. Sand Castle does ridiculous amounts of damage. Oh my god, the damage that Sandcastle does is insane. And he can use like whip to grab things with the hand. See how much you can do with sand with sand. It's just too dang strong. Very fun power though. Now you have stage two, all sphere and fire, flare beam. Oh flare beam is so fun! Like of course is a super ball beam attack uh, with wall super waddle do. It's a fun power, very loud power by the way, but it's a very fun power. I like that one a lot. And, really, it's just the real thing to mention. It's just, it's just a fun power. That's the only thing. Right there. Fun power. Talk about Raising Ruins 4. Oh, King Doo's in this one. King Doo! Is this the first game that introduced King Doo? Double checking. Yes, it is! Return trailer introduced King Doo, the King of the Doos. Like, what? And he is pretty strong, like a big strong boy. Like, I'm happy there's a King Doo. Like, there's just a bigger Doo that just tries to do work against you. He also gets beat, but he also puts up a bit of a fight. I want to know what the lore behind him is, though. Uh, like, Team Kirby Clash and Super Kirby Clash give you some inf information, but of course that's alternate dimension. But still, it's cool to see King do. Like, I like that Return of Dream Land Deluxe introduced so many new things. And then you got, let's see, what was happening in uh, Stage 4 of Raisin Ruins? Nothing really going on here. Oh, there's the oh, Water Galboro. Here's a question. Also, Water Galbaro. Was Galbaro new? When you get, yep, Galbaro was also new. Okay. Water Galbaro is new, although I think Galbos are not new. Uh, double checking Galbos, because I'm pretty sure... No, uh, Galbo can't be new. Why can't Galbo be new? Because Galbo is in Kirby's Return to Dreamland. I mean, Kirby's right back at ya, which is a much older game. <laughs> Uh, I mean, which is a much older anime. Like, the anime predates the games by, like, uh, ten years. So, yeah. Galbo's from uh, Kirby's Dream Land 3. That's what I forgot. I was trying to remember where he's from. From Dream Land 3, not from 64. And, yeah, because the anime takes place around the time of Air Ride. So, any games before that. But, yeah, Galbaro's there. Kind of annoying thing to fight was Galbaro. And then you got... Oh, the second boss. So... 
Mr. Duder, and then Mr. Duder EX. Just having a a genie that juggles and jumps at you and things like that. Duder is like a really easy fight. Honestly, he's a very easy fight, but he's just kind of deceptive at times. You just make a little mistakes and get hit by him. Really talking about this because of the arena where sometimes I get caught by him. But Duder ain't much of a problem. I like the whole juggling skulls thing. I like the whole tornado thing. Just a cool idea. And then, of course, uh, O for Onion Ocean. And Onion Ocean with the giant falling, co exploding coconuts. Lots of enemies there. Snowball. When does Snowball come up? Let's see. If Snowball comes up the first one. Okay. Snowball is fun. Like, you're literally bowling with Snowball. It's just way too funny. And later on, of course, you get really fun ideas with that. Just looking through to see if there's this... Oh, Kibble Blade. Is Kibble Blade also introduced in Return to Dreamland? Uh, I think he probably is. Kibble Blade, yes he is. So, all of the mini-bosses minus Bonkers, I think. Gotta think about it. I think every mini-boss except Bonkers is new. Thinking about it, let's see. So you got Gigant Edge, Kibble Blade, King Dew... Oh yeah, and then, oh, okay, okay, Mondo and... I forget the name of the UFO right now. I'm curious if those guys are new or not. No, I'll see when we get to the stages for them. Now, stage three, is stage three the one with... Yeah, it is. Is the one with Monster Flame. So this stage is messed up for one reason, one reason and only. And that is, you can cook that octopus. What did he do to deserve that? What did that octopus do to deserve that? Also, what is the name of that octopus? Do we know the name of that octopus? Because, poor guy, I, I want to know, what did he do to deserve getting fried by Monster Flame Kirby? Does he even have a name in this thing? Let's see here. Oh, there it is. Giant Flotso. Giant Flotso is a large enemy and obstacle which can be found in this. It is an octopus, though considered larger and pale in color, hides inside a wooden ship wreckage only popping out occasionally. Kirby can bypass it by going underneath it, but if he has the monster flame, he can set him on fire. And we're gonna be done, it reveals. That's what will hit me. Yeah, well, why? Why do you pick on Giant Flotso? Nothing is known about Giant Flotso. All we know, we know nothing about Giant Flotso. There's also, of course, future Flotso's that come up in like, like Flotso Borg and Robobot, and then Flotso Regular, which came from Kirby's Dreamland, which also shows up, of course, in other games. But like, what? Why did we murder a Flotso? Poor guy, I don't know why he deserved to get killed by Kirby, but he must have done something to deserve it. I got Mando. Okay, so Mando's first appearance is uh, here. So then there's only one other boss left to question if they're also originally from this as well. It's also interesting when many bosses don't show up again, like, say, Mr. Frosty. Like, he didn't show up here when he shows up a lot of times as a mini boss. But not this time. Oh, yeah, like, uh, three fours when you're swimming around a bunch trying to avoid those giant spiky shells. Which was interesting, and then I think you get Spear first time here. Oh no, not the first time here. You get it eventually. Spear does come from Return to Dreamland, though. That reminds me, yeah, it gives you Bandana Waddle Dee's attack B ability. And really, this is like Bandana Waddle Dee's first real big foray, of course, is this game. So it allows you to play as him basically as Kirby. Well, though you can also play as him eventually. But it's it's pretty fun to play with the spear. I like the spear a lot. And then, of course, five is Fatty Puffer. What is with water bosses and being fatties? What is that about? What is with that? I don't know, but there you go. The Fatty Puffer and then Fatty Puffer EXO. Fatty Puffer, the water version. Kind of annoying, not that bad. The EX version, way more annoying because he has just way more invincibility frame. Like, he's just invincible because he goes in the big ball a lot more often. And it ain't fun to deal with. 
It's just more annoying. You know, I forgot about when does Mecha get introduced? Let's talk about Mecha. Mecha power. Oh my god, I like Mecha a lot. Mecha is just so many powers. I mean, so many things. You can do fire, you can do electric, you can do explosion. Uh, there's some good invincibility frames. There's a giant laser beam you can do. Way too fun. Mecha is a, such a fun ability. I'm glad they added those two powers to the game. They're just too fun. Mecha and Sand, wow. Of course, they're both really broken. But still, they're fun as heck. And I'll talk about this now. So, I wish... I definitely wish that they updated some of the powers. You know, like, Leaf is alright, could've been better. Tornado's alright, could've, like, could've gotten more to it. Like, they could've added a little bit more to some of these powers. Like, even Wing has a bit of a variety, but I wish they added more to Wing. I just, Wing just doesn't feel that viable. Like, not necessarily all powers need to be viable in Arena, but I wish they were. <laughs> like, Leaf does not feel viable. Um, Wing does not feel viable. Just quite a few powers don't feel viable. Of course, what can you do with stone? Like, rock can only do so much. Like, the drop and the uppercut, and that's all it really does, and to an extent, I guess it should stay that way, but it's also, like, it's, I wish you could do more with that. That's kind of why I really like 64 with the power mixing, because you could do a lot of things like Volcano Kirby, and then Lightsaber Kirby, and then Giant Sword Kirby. Like, those were a pretty cool creative idea there. Then the fourth place is White Wafers, which I love that everything's food-based in some way. I really love that. And it's very snowy and icy, of course, and... Oh yeah, Mike shows up, I think, in here somewhere. And Mike Kirby is pretty fun. I like seeing Mike again. Mike, of course, is the second and third ever Kirby voice in Superstar. Like, whoever does the Teddy is the second, and then the third is Chesto for the rock one. Well, on this one, of course, Kirby's doing more of those screechy sounds and then the Chesto, uh, which is interesting. I also, I like that you can charge up. The final Mike ability, that's pretty cool. I like that explosiveness. And yeah, I don't know, Mike has just always been funny to me. I like Mike. Oh, right, all this just snow running around is pretty cool, and the igloos and things like that. I, I just love how they go to town with designing things in these stages. And then, let's see here, 2 4. 2 4, of course, Super Bonkers, Fear Doomer. Because uh, Grand Hammer. Oh, sorry about Grand Hammer. Grand Hammer's fun! What, what was I going to say about Grand Hammer? Grand Hammer just. Destroys things instantly. You get a regular hammer, a more sparkling hammer, then the big old golden hammer. Love to hit King Didi with that. <laughs> That'd be funny to do for me at least. And it's uh, it's just fun to play with that hammer. Like I love the super abilities, and we they're sprinkled throughout. I think what makes Robobot uh, so popular is because the mechs are like almost in every single stage, but there's so many of them that there's a good variety to it. Whereas Eventually, you're like, oh, okay, I'm like, you don't, you use each power, each super ability maybe three or four times, and there's only so much to do with them, but, uh, I don't know, there's only so much you can do with them, so they're not that interesting, but they're also fun for spectacle. So I think they're used sparingly enough, but they also feel overused too, I don't know. I really don't know, like, thinking about it, like, I feel like there's only so much to them, but they're also really fun. Like, the spectacle's just fun. Talking about spectacle, uh, let's talk about difficulty. EX does get a bit harder, main regular mode, inc also including Magalore mode, which we'll is talk about Magalore mode as well. Magalore mode is fun and I like it. I feel like just for a better experience you have it on, regardless, because it just makes Magalore more of an active participant in the team. And if all four characters fall off a screen, he'll carry all of them together, which I love that, that's pretty great. Of course, he's also helping out where he'll give powers at boss fights, and he's present in the goal games. 
I like that. I just like him being more present. It's more fanfare with that, and it's more fun with that. And of course, him not helping out in EX makes perfect sense. Because it needs to be hard now. Oh yeah, difficulty. So, difficulty for me is you put that in EX and you put that in the true arena. I don't care about difficulty in the main game or in the first arena. Like, there's a place with the difficulty and it's there. The reason why I don't care for that is because sometimes you just want to play a game for the spectacle and the fun of it. Like, Platinum games are like that too. Platinum games can be hard, but usually they're pretty easy and it's just a lot of spectacle just beating things up with combos. And really, Magalore's uh, epilogue does that too. It's more platinum in that way. But for me, yeah, Kirby games were more about the spectacle and the fun of just breezing through a stage and destroying it as Kirby. And it just makes it easier, of course, on kids. And just people who don't play games a lot. They don't need difficulty, they just need fun. And I like that about Kirby. And of course, EX and True Arena is where you get the challenge if you really want challenge. You just gotta play through the the easy fun stuff first you want to get the hard stuff here we go i love this one white wafers uh stage four with snowman curry because you get snowball i love it it's so cute like snowball kirby getting on the giant pin basically but it's also a snowman and he just get waves and he's so cute i love it i love it so much it's just too cute it's so cute i love this game <laughs> it's so cute when he does that it is too dang cute when he does that i i this is one of my favorite stages because of that Simply because of Snowman Kirby. That's it. Just because of that. Why wait for 5? Oh, that's what the, the ghosties. What is with the ghosties? Why are there ghost Ds? Oh, yeah, it's got Waddle. Armored Waddle D here. Real quick. Is there a thing? Is it... Oh, the pod? Is Yep, yeah, the pod. From Kirby's Dreamland 3. That's the introduction of it. I really don't remember Kirby's Dreamland 3, apparently. Yeah. Why are there ghost Ds? What is the lore behind Ghost Ds? Yeah, what well, they they are they're like clearish, they have a tail. What is the lore? Is there a lore on that? I don't know. I would like to know why they do it. It's really weird. Like the idea is kinda like a genie in a bottle kind of thing, but they're also ghostly, it's just what this is it's kinda scary. It's kinda scary, guys. <laughs> oh yeah, right. The hand items. So I haven't talked about the hand items. So by this point, of course there's the key. But there's also the candles, so Kirby running with a candle. I like these dark areas. I like that they got the player with the uh, the lighting with the candles. That's pretty cool. Uh, the other ones are the big boot, and I already don't remember where the big boot gets introduced. The big boot is very much just uh, from Super Mario. <laughs> That's for sure. And then you have the water shield, or the fountain shield, which I like that. Like, there's a fun idea with that one. The big exploding bomb, which doesn't, sh which hasn't shown up yet uh, this far into the game. That's a fun idea when Kirby's like, oh my god, it's gonna blow, it's gonna blow, and he starts freaking out. I love that. That's fun. Uh, of course, the crackler. Uh, the crackler's a fun idea, too. Just Kirby with items is pretty fun. And then, oh, Goriath. Or, you know, Goku. Goku is silly. It is literally Goku. He's got fireballs. He's got the gold hair Super Saiyan mode. He's got, uh, just, he's got instant transmission attacks. Why do they decide to make it Goku? Because why not? It's a it's a monkey. It, it's a Goku. And be while we're here, I need to click. Well, of course, Gorath versus Goliath. But like, is there any notes as to why it's literally Goku? That's my question here. Oh, I didn't know that. Gorimondo reuses Gorath's sound effects in battle. Did not know that. Yeah, and people recognize that it is a vague nod to Dragon Ball anime. Yes, yes, he is. He very much is. My question is why. <laughs> I guess someone just wanted to do Goku. That's it. Someone just wanted to do Goku. And he, it's it's an interesting boss. I think he's my least favorite just because he's got so much... 
He's got so much armor. There's points when he's just there to get beat up and he just doesn't take a lot of damage. And he gets really annoying because of that. He just has so many attacks and he just stays out of your range. Yeah, least favorite just because of how difficult it is to fight him. That's really it. And then you head over to Nutty Noon to finish Crown, at least. Now, Nutty Noon I like a lot because I like also the concept going on here. Where you start out with daytime and then it progresses to night as you go across Nutty Noon. It's also a towering building, which may reminds you of, of course, Butter Building and things like that. And yeah, anytime there's a building, they of course do some homage kind of like to Butter Building. And it's fun, you're climbing up, of course, throughout the whole thing. I think stage four is the one I really like. Oh yeah, those giant, those giant bitey things are so scary. What the heck are they about? We're just climbing the tower, and then Nutty Noon 4? Oh no, it's Nutty Noon 5 is the one I, I really like. So, Nutty Noon 4 is... Yeah, this is just more, more stage. There's some fun stuff, yeah. Nutty Noon 5, here it is. The boss, the money, the mini boss uh, rush mode. I like this one. And this is where Dubois shows up. Okay, yeah. Dubois shows up, and I got hype a little too much here because I thought Dubois was going to give us UFO Kirby. I don't know why, but I love UFO Kirby, and I was really disappointed we didn't get UFO Kirby. Really wanted it, didn't get it. <clears throat> so, Dubois is a fun idea for a boss. Of course, gives you uh, Shock Kirby, which uh, used to be Plasma Kirby. It's a fun fight, and also there's the hidden doors there. Like, I think this is ever since Superstar, they like to do any tall building, they'll give you like a secret door sometimes, and this gives you that. And just the boss rush is fun, EX version also very fun too. I liked fighting that. Nutty Noon 6, of course, is the Grand Doomer. Grand Doomer is not a bad fight, EX version. Extra annoying though. <laughs> They're not that bad, like, the EX version, like the... he's red and everything, he's annoying. The problem is he just gets a little too tall for certain abilities, which can be annoying to deal with. But he is pretty predictable to fight, just takes a while to get through to him. But I do like this boss. Um, ranking the these bosses... Because, let's see, what's the sixth boss? Oh yeah, yeah. Ranking, because the other bosses are more special. Like, ranking the first five bosses... Wispy's like in the middle, I think Gorath's my least favorite. Matty Puffer's right over Gorath. Uh, Duder is like, I guess, number two. And then Grand Doomer can be number one, I guess. I actually don't really like the first five bosses all that much. They're just all right. And I'm still, I'm so surprised Krakow's not here. Krakow's in so many games, but is also not in a few. And it's so weird when he's not in a game. It really is weird. Of course, after this, you complete the ship and you go to Halkandra, which is freaking crazy. You go to Halkandra. Now, the thing, of course, is this is after, this is after Halkandra is already, like, done. Halkandra isn't special anymore. Halkandra used to be special. Now it's not. And... What's interesting are the Hell Candle Ds, like that's the name they have. And what are they about? Like they're the stand-ins for Waddle Ds, but what is with these guys? Are they like descendants of the Halcondrans that just don't have power or what? Like Halcondra is super duper important, as we know, because Halcondra is where all the special people came from that made Nova and uh, worshipped Void, like the, the magic faction and the science faction. And all that stuff, and also they deal with uh, Galactonite and things like that. And I guess it's been so long that now there's just regular just Halkanda Ds, and that's it. Or, uh, Halkandra Ds, and obviously Halkandra Hal, of course, yeah, with that. Real quick here. Oh, right, those guys. Alright, this is looking swing. So, of course, you go in Halkandra and you go to Egg Engines. And Egg Engines is interesting mechanized thing going on here. I've got to talk about that. So it was in 1-4, and an Egg Engine is 1, 1-1. Uh, one, one. 
I mean, well, again, six one. I mean, uh, they do the background, the foreground stuff, which I like. Background, the foreground stuff a lot. Grand Doomer does that quite a bit too. Triple Deluxe is my favorite. It was one of my favorite games because they do a ton of background, the foreground stuff because it is a three D game. And this game does a little bit with that. With you have like in one four, you have the the rock piles that fall on you. This one has the hammers that slam at you. And then I forget which one has the towers that fall into you as well. I like that idea, and, and it's pretty fun, and I like that a couple stages have that. Just bring that up now. The <laughs> Engines 2, it's the one, yeah, you got the, the factory line going on there and all there. Running around. And oh yeah, the underwater portion with those, where you're in like, I'm going to just say saw blades with water, where I think I just assume it's like coolant or something going on down there. That stage is a little rough. Just because a lot, too much water can be a bit rough. Was an interesting time in there. And then it is number three. Let's see here. Six three. Is there anything special about six three? No, really. Six four, I think, is the interesting one. Six four is. No, it's not the interesting one. It's it's six five. Oh no, well, six four has the giant eels, which is scary. Those things are a pain in the butt to deal with. But yeah, six five, here we go. Six five has the second howl room. The crushing stage stuff is pretty cool. Like the, basically, intermissions where the stage can just crush you. I feel like that's a bit of a tough one for kids. But it was a fun just... Uh, I think I failed once or twice in that one. With the crushers and with the crushing rooms. And the conveyor belts. And I like, I just like that one. It's like, oh shoot, move before it crushes you kind of thing. This is a fun little scary situation. I like that one a lot. And then, of course, the second Howl Room. The second Howl Room is... Which one is that? Oh yeah, that one. Like I like the second Howl Room. That's pretty good. It's after the, it's of course you go through the conveyor belts and get in there. And what's there really to be said about the Howl rooms besides that they're very cute and just it's cool to see Howl every time and then they do remixes. I love that you get remix songs all the time. And this of course is a remix song of uh, let's see here. it's the uh, the scope shot game which is pretty cool. And then you've got stage six the Metal General. Metal General. So it took me a while to realize Metal General is Meta Knight. He fights like Meta Knight when you realize it, where he goes at you with a sword, backs off sometimes, dashing attacks and flying attacks at you, and he's shooting like his wing attacks at you like like Meta Knight, which is pretty cool. And then the EX version, which is wild, HRD3. HRD3 is insane. HRD3 is a pretty fun thing to fight, which of course is Mecha DDD, I guess is what the fight's supposed to be, because, you know, HRD3. But what's wild, of course, is for Deluxe, is them playing the freaking uh, Forgotten Lands King DDD song. That is wild. That is so wild to get that. That's pretty fun. I like it a lot. And I'm actually kind of curious what the original version song is to this one, because obviously it wasn't that. <laughs> obviously it was not that song, but in a DDD directory, HRH, DDD mentions that there are robots in the same series that look like him, and that he's glad they have the same transformation feature, likely referring to HRD3. It's curious. Of course, this is taken from, like, uh, the the Lost Kirby game, Lost GameCube Kirby game, which was going to have King Dedede with a mech. Of course, there was also King Dedede with a mech in uh, Kirby's Dream Course as well, so it's not the first time we've had a mech. But we could have had another one in the GameCube, and I think it's supposed this one's supposed to be referenced to that, though, the GameCube one, though. But it's pretty wild to just fight a Meta Knight and a King DDD, but they're not the same, of course. And then moving on from there is Dangerous Dinner. So you have Egg Engines and then Dangerous Dinner. 
The only one that's not named food. It's just, well, it's a food thing. And dinner makes sense because this is the seventh and final place. And of course, you got all the love everywhere. And then... All right, Snowball. Snowball, when you freeze a volcano, is such good spectacle. I love that. That's just great. That's pretty good. Then there's uh, the Key D, which I think this is the one where it's the three-button puzzle from Superstar. I love that they keep bringing that one back. And then, I th oh yeah, there's also a lot of high jump, and then, oh yeah, the Howl Room there. The Howl Room in Dangerous Dinner, which is an interesting one to do where it's spelled at, through outline, which is cool. Didn't talk about high jump. I like high jump. Now, high jump's weird in a weird spot because high jump, it's really good in its gimmick, but it also not a lot of variety going on with it. But I still enjoy it, and it's just very cute. And I don't really know, like, I just feel like some of these could have more. And I guess maybe high jump could have, like, a dash attack where you high jump forward, but that's not necessarily jumping, though, is it? And then, is it three? Is three the one with the... Hmm. It is. It is three. So, stage six, three. With the volcano cut. With the ultra sword. Amazing. Amazing. Cutting a volcano in half is amazing. I don't know any way, other way to put it, but it is just so ridiculous that you cut a volcano in half. It's just... I, I, it's so good. It's so good. I love it so much. That's the last stage. After that, of course, you fight Landia. And Landia's a cool fight. I like Landia. Landia's a great fight. I like it's this big old dragon, and then it becomes four dragons, and they start throwing fireballs at you. And they do that electric ball move, and that's pretty cool. And they, they do fire lasers, uh, fire ground spit, all that stuff. And of course, they do even more in EX mode. A lot of variety to this fight. I like it a lot. And also, it's just the cool idea of, like, well, there's a dragon for everyone to fight. Doing four player, and of course, you beat Landia, and you're like, What's this crown about? And in a different universe, Kirby grabs the crown, is like, Oh, hey, this is a cool crown, and then keeps it or just accidentally destroys it or something like that. Well, and Magma's like, Uh, crap. Now, here, of course, Magma's like, Good job, guys. Anytime someone claps ominously, that's not a good thing, it's not a good time. And of course, King Dedede's just shocked. I love that shocked face. I like the original version of it, I love the new version of it, it's just so good. And the Magalore reveal. And just so many people feeling so betrayed by Magalore. A lot of people really like Magalore. And Magalore is a fun character. Like, he's very likable up to this point. I'm like, oh yeah, he's cool. We're helping him out, he took us to Halkondra. Of course, he reveals later he's not from Halkondra. Like, it's a dead place, people don't live there anymore besides, well, the things that live there. But he did find the lore there. And I'll talk about that now. So, in EX, after you beat the game in EX, they tell you to talk to Magalore in the credits. Here's the thing, in the credits, they always show images to give you a hint of something. And at the last image you see in the credits for EX, it's Kirby talk to Magalore. So you go talk to him, and he's like, Oh yeah, I'm not from Halkandra. Like, no way. But I did find the lore there, and then I can't remember if you learned from him, or at some point you learned that the lore has an AI, and the lore is friends with Landia. And that's the whole reason why he got shot down, is because he tried to take on Landia to take that crown, and Landia wrecked him and the lore, and he flew to Kirby because somebody told him about Kirby. Someone told Magalore that there's someone out there on Popstar that's extremely powerful and easy to dupe. And everyone theorizes that's Marx, because Marx is the only person out in space that has duped Kirby and is still alive. I think it's a pretty good theory, it's a pretty good uh, belief, that one. And that's why so many people have Magalore and Marx uh, friendship stuff. And also, just like Marx, Magalore does betray you, just like Marx did. Magalore's betrayal. Another dimension. 
I love this song. Another Dimension is one of my all-time favorite songs, and this is the thing. I love shooting stages. I like Kirby has always had shooting stages since the first game. Not every game has shooting stages, but I enjoy them when they do happen. And this one is no exception. Fighting the lore is pretty fun. Magalore pulling the puppet strings in the background. That's a lot of fun. And then, of course, you eventually do fight Magalore. Now, form one... Ma oh, wait, the cutscenes, right? First, the cutscene. So, I wish we had more cutscenes, because cutscenes are always fun. But the first cutscene, like, well, after Magalore betrays you, and then Landy is just like, all right, Kirby, let's go uh, beat this guy up for betraying you. <laughs> and then when everyone gets shot down, but, like... Well, Bandana D and, Kurt and King DD going down pretty easily, but Me uh, Meta Knight fighting back pretty well with the sword, and then he goes down, and then Kirby goes down. And then you fight Magalore, and then you fight EX Magalore, uh, well, in the EX version, and of course, uh, the crown, you fight the crown itself, well, that's wearing Magalore at this point. The crown's a pretty cool fight. It's all cool. I love how epic it is, of course, where. It's using ultra uh, super abilities. You're using super abilities. You got the beam struggle at the end. Of course, you have to break through their HP using ultra abilities, uh, super abilities. And of course, the interesting thing is Magalore's soul. Magalore's soul, of course, he's really is like, he's uh, like, free me from this thing. Like he's basically like, look, I need you to free me, okay? Beat this thing, free me from the crown, and maybe we'll play again sometime. <laughs> Which gives you more indication that Magalore survives this situation. Because, for the most part, you think he's, like... For me, if I did not know... Obviously, the epilogue doesn't happen yet. And you don't see Magalore again until a year later, by the way. You don't see him again until the collection, the 20th anniversary collection. So, for, as far as everyone could tell, we straight up killed Magalore. It looks like it. He gets curb stomped by Kirby and friends. And he just disappears into the ether. Like, it's implied that they're both banished, but I thought he was just dead. I thought he just killed him. And of course, he shows up, of course, in the epilogue of uh, the Interdimensional Traveler. Now, before we go into the epilogue, I'm talking about that. Double-checking my notes here. Uh, yeah, we should talk about Magaland. Oh, also the challenges. The time attack challenges are pretty fun. I like them. They were a good amount of difficult. Some weren't easy. NEX was even harder, and those were just all fun. I enjoyed doing those. Oh, also there's uh, the dummy. I forget the dummy's name right now. Poor guy gets beat up so much, no recognition. Doesn't even get a a figurine in Forgotten. So me. Let's talk about Magoland. Because the minigames and all that. Magoland is very fun. The 100 missions are fun. The 120 missions are fun. 100 Kirby is my favorite thing. 100 Samurai Kirby is my favorite. Because the spectacle of it is just so silly. Now out of the 10 minigames, let's see, what are they? They are going through memory here. What was the top left? Top left was... Oh, the egg one. Kirby's Adventure, the uh, the egg sucking game. I can't believe that's back. Age catch, egg catcher. There we go. It's so funny to have him and King Diddy spit out the birds. That's so funny. Not easy. Ball's hard. I'm. You're lucky that the final mission is not all 30. Yeah, just do 27, 28. The hard one though is next to Samurai Kirby, winning on hard 10 times in a row. Oh my god. Beating, beating Meta Knight twice in a row is really hard to do. Oh my god. I decided to see if I could do it three times in a row. Could not. Could not do it. I'm consistently at 16, uh, whatever second things. 14, 15. Midnight was 14 in Superstar. That's how fast you had to be in the original. Man, was that not easy. And then Tome Tracker is very fun. I like Tome Tracker. It's very cute. It's a fun game. And then bringing back Kirby 64's Checkerboard. Uh, for che I'm just going to Checkerboard Chaos. That one's pretty fun. 
I really enjoyed that one a lot. And then you have the Bomb Rally. Bomb Rally is so silly. Bomb Rally is too silly. Bottom left, Crackety Hack, Megaton Punch. It's funny getting 99999 and blasting a, uh, a Waddle Dee into the, out of the water. Very funny, I love that. It's just cool spectacle just breaking it all. And then, what, what's the next one after that one? Next one after that one is... I believe it is... Let's see, Ninja Star is bottom right. Let's talk about bottom right real quick. Ninja Star. Ninja Star's fun. Ninja Dojo, very fun. I like that one a lot. That's just too fun. I really enjoy that one. What the bottom center is Boom Blasters. And Boom Blasters is pretty cool. I like that game a lot. That's a good way to end friendships, because you can just bully somebody. Oh, uh, the Star Chase, or whatever it's called. Or Star... Well, you're on the riding the star and knocking people around. It's cool to see Jirocha's crew there. Uh, that one is probably my one of the bottom ones for me, just because I don't really enjoy that one all that much. It's uh, fun. It's cool. It's cool and all. It's cool and all, but I don't, don't really enjoy playing it that much. And then Kirby Draw. That's the last one. Kirby Draw is fun. I like Kirby Draw. If I had to rank them really quick off the top of my head, I think bottom is the star one, and then Egg Catch, and then Crackety Hack. Because Crackety Hack is only so much. Uh, and then fourth would be maybe Bomb Rally. Bomb Rally's alright. Maybe Draws number five. Samurai Kirby is somewhere out there. Dumb Trackers will be six. So there's four more. Uh, Boom Blasters, seven. So then, let's see. Top three. Top three are... I'll say Samurai Kirby's number two. Ninja's number three. And then number one is Nocturne. Oh, oh uh, Checkerboard. Checkerboard. I really enjoy playing Checkerboard. I don't know why. It's just too dang fun. It's just so fun. But yeah, I like the tour. The tour is pretty cool. And also, of course, YSD's back in the form of Magalore telling about things. That's pretty cool. And the masks. I love the masks. I love this as a way to bring back just all the characters in a way with the masks. And they had to fill 86 of these things. They had some interesting ones in there. Uh, I love that you got two versions of Ribbon and Adeline. And look, at this point, you have to accept that Addo is Adeline. Because we have not gotten an Addo fanfare in years. I think at this point you got to put the bed that Adeline is just grown up Addo because if there if she wasn't, they would give us something with Addo instead of Adeline by now. But they have not. Now the kicker, of course, out of all the masks has got to be, of course, Geronia. It's got to be the mask of an old friend. Why would you get that mask? Why would you have that mask, Magalore? Why are you trying to make Taranza sad? <laughs> the amount of art of sad Taranza looking at that mask is amazing. It also just confirms, although I think we already knew if you've read it enough, was just yeah, Sectonia used to be like Taranza before she got corrupted. Very sad for uh, for Taranza there. But yeah, Magoland, very fun. I love the stickers. Like every day you can do three stickers. I love that. I love the cards. The stamp cards? They're so dang cute. I love them so much. Magoland is a great addition. Very fun. I'm glad they added that. Obviously, anything extra is always good. And Magoland is just great. So speaking of Mago... Of course, we gotta talk about the epilogue. Magalore, uh, interdimensional traveler. I like that, of course. He's got none of his powers. He's gotta gain them all back. He's very sad. He's crying. Yes, you deserve it, Magalore. You definitely deserve that. And he's getting fruit pieces. I'm like, huh, fruit pieces. Like, is this why he likes jam apples in Super Kirby Clash? Is what I was thinking. He's like, yes, yes, it is. You go through 20 stages. I like that there's a combo thing going on there. It breaks it up, it gives it more... It, it honestly makes it more interesting. I kind of wish you could do... You could bring Magalore into the regular game and see how much combos you could do with him there. I think that would have been cool. But there's already so much game at this that at this point, it's like, okay, they don't have to add that. But it's fun. 
and oh, cannon! By the way, the cannon. They, how is as explained? The cannon is the other three Magalors are Magalors from other dimensions, and two of them are girls. I think it's uh, Green's a guy. The other two are girls. The other two are girl Magalors. They're other dimension versions of Magalore that are stuck here too. Like that is pretty interesting. But so yeah, Magalore is getting this this fruit together so he can use its power to travel around. He's got to get his powers back. And I like this. I really... Everything about the epilogue is cool. Like, it's pretty cool that you get to play his powers. You make him stronger over time. I also like that he has the struggle here. Like, he he has to... Like, because really, you need to see him go through some kind of journey. At least I did. Before I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm cool with Magalore now. I was like, no, no, I need to see how he earns his way back. How he gets his power back. And why it's okay. That we don't just curb stomp him again. <laughs> well, we, we get why, because he builds a theme park for Kirby in the 20th anniversary. But still, I love him talking to himself and the things he says to himself when you're getting his powers. There's a part where he's like, now, now, don't get me wrong, but I think this is a good idea. Maybe I should get more HPs. Like, I love it when he talks to himself with some silly, sarcastic lines like that. Or of his deviousness, so you can level that up. And of course, you get 55586 for the final level of his, um, I forget what it, it's called, Mischief? of his mischief power, and what I like there is, yeah, 55586, uh, which is Go 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 Haru, which of course is Go 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 Howl, which is pretty funny, and right, 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 all that stuff, okay, okay, we'll get to that. So, the first place, of course, is Electricity, 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 Duder, which is a cool idea, he's a cool fighter, like it, Fiery Puffer is also cool. Cool one, Hydriath. Like, all of the epilogue versions of these boss fights are better. I think they're just better versions. For sure. And and then the Rampaging Doomers. Yeah, fighting four Doomers at, at once is pretty cool. And then the Crown Doomer. And, of course, Master Crown. So, I'm curious. When did you realize it's spelled Apple? Because, of course, the first area is Aerogree Dimension. And then it's Pyred Dimension. I'm like, okay, AP. All right, curious. Uh, Possible Dimension, okay, like Locandra, I'm like, hmm, alright. And you see there's also colors, so Arrow Gris, Pie Red, Possible, uh, Possible, although Locandra, what's Locandra? <laughs> that still looks not a color. Just realize it. Green, red, and blue, and then low, like yellow, yellow Candra, I guess, because yellow is one of the Magalores. And, like, what did you realize was Apple? I'm like, oh, I'm like okay, this has got to be Apple. And then Ethereal Alter, yep, it's Apple. For other countries, uh, Germany, it is Apfel, which is apple in German. Fruta, for fruit, uh, in Spanish and Brazilian. French is Palme, which translates to apple in French. Okay. All these powers are cool. Oh yeah, there's the Howl Room you can eventually unlock. The Howl Room! The fun thing about the Howl Room is, if you do it all perfectly, you get 586 XP. Which is, of course, Go Howl. <laughs> Go Haru. Which is pretty funny. So, the journey of Magor. Him getting stronger, getting more powerful, and then him being very sad and crying. And, of course, the boss fight when you fight the Master Crown itself. Isn't it awesome that the final boss was a tree? I think it was awesome. The final, final, final boss is a tree. It's always been a tree as the first boss. We got a tree as the final boss. That is amazing. All that was missing was just having Wispy's face on it for some reason. It's always missing. But having the final boss of True is pretty cool. Epic as hell fight. I think I like this fight more than the Master Crown fight, honestly. Master Crown fight is pretty epic, especially Magalore Soul. 
But Master Crown, in the epilogue? Giant tree hitting you with its limbs with teleportation attacks? It freaking doing the giant laser attack from the background that just travels along? That was so cool. There were some really cool bosses. Spectacle-wise, I think it's the coolest one. Master Crown epilogue version is so cool, for sure. Or Magalore still was also pretty cool, but I think I like that tree more. And, of course, Magalore winning, and the freaking sword! Like, okay, this is getting pretty metal. And then, when Magalore finds himself free, if you pay attention, you can see him shake, and then wipe his eyes. Which means, he's overcome so much struggle, and he's gonna go home. That's what he's feeling. He's like, I've done it, I've regained my power, I've defeated the Master Crown, I have fought basically my sin, and now I can go home. And then the credits roll, and I was like, okay, so he's gonna he's gonna get home, he's gonna build that theme park for Kirby in the 20th anniversary. No! No, he doesn't! He freaking shows up in Super Kirby Clash, uh, Team Kirby Clash Deluxe as well. Here's the thing! We knew this back in 2017, but I didn't even think about that. I thought that was later. Team Kirby Clash Deluxe has Magalore in it. Super Kirby Clash, which is like the advanced retelling of Su uh, Team Kirby Clash Deluxe. Magalore was confirmed to be the same guy. Kumazaki was like, yeah, everyone in this is an alternate dimension person, except Magalore. This is our Magalore. He can, he can go dimension jumping whenever he wants. And he dimension jumped over here uh, to help out these Kirby's in this other dimension. So Kirby, Super Kirby Clash canon is Magalore does the epilogue, Cannon shows up in Super Kirby Clash and is selling gem apples to gather his power so he can become strong enough to come back to the to his original dimension or Kirby's original dimension. More than wrong, to our version of Kirby's dimension and build that theme park. Because he does, of course, say that his greatest dream is to build a theme park. And I guess he thought having unlimited power would be a really good way to do it. And unfortunately, it, of course, corrupted him. Power corrupts, after all. But he does get to build that theme park, and Kirby, of course, masters it. Well, he builds Kirby two theme parks. He builds Kirby a theme park in the 20th anniversary, and then he builds the Magoland, of course. And he's so happy Kirby has just conquered it, beating everything. And that's great. But here's the thing. In Super Kirby Clash, if you buy everything from Magalore, he changes from green suit to blue suit. The clues were there. The clues were there. It's amazing. It is freaking amazing. That linking there, because there's so much lore that we have to link to ourselves. Having this linked on its own, not even needing us to infer anything, is awesome. That's so cool. And that's the thing, like, you're buying all these things with gem apples uh, from Magalore to help him get home. Like, this adds a little layer to that. Is there anything else to talk about? Is there anything else? Uh, True Arena, of course, is very fun. I like it a lot. I was able to beat it with... Oh, let's see. I beat it with sand? Uh, I beat it with... There's quite a few powers. Water was surprising. Water was surprising with how effective it was in the True Arena. True Arena is just a fun, long fight. Of course, it gets even longer because of Magalore. And, of course, Galactonite's in there. Galactonite is a pretty cool fight. It's so cool fighting Galactonite. Is there anything else to talk about, though? Anything else to talk about? Let's see here. Uh, the Howl Rooms. Talked about the Howl Rooms. Talked about the Epilogue. Uh, Magaland. Uh, Magaland powers. I did talk about the powers. 
I do wish they could add more to some of these powers. I don't know what you could do with Bomb anymore. But I feel like this could just be some more things. I wish there was AI. I wish there was online play. I said that before. Oh, sound test. Sound test 204, 214, 204 songs. 214? And 204 songs, I think. Pretty cool. I like that they just redid all the music. Kunishikawa did a bunch. Hirakazu Anzo did a bunch. And Yuki Shimaoka got to do a bunch. Happy for her. She, she's doing more work. I don't know what Ogusawara is, though. Ogusawara was only credited for King Dedede's uh, theme in you know, when you're fighting HRD3, and that's it. So he's working on something, because these composers are busy bees. I'm curious what Ogusawara is working on. But it was cool to see that, and we don't know what White Note's supposed to be, though. But yeah, it was mainly those three. And I'm curious, because Ogusawara did a lot of the main themes for Forgotten Land. So I'm wondering what he's working on. I'm definitely curious what he's working on right now. Unlocking the last sound test took a little bit, of course. What is there to say? 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 Oh! A lot of really good songs, and I like that you unlock for beating the jukebox 204, which is Distant Shining Yellow Star. Listen to that song if you haven't. It is really good. And note to self, put that right here in the podcast, please. It's so good. Or have it playing already, because I want to have the entire song playing by the time this episode ends. Distant Shining Yellow Star, I love it a lot. And it's not in it's not in any levels. You unlock it for beating the whole thing. This is Yuki Shimoka doing a remix of three songs in there, and I like it. It made me really happy. It also makes me really confident for the future of how when, when with Kirby's music, whenever Junishikawa and Hirokazu Ando, whenever those two retire, Ogusawara and, and Shimoka are amazing, and they're gonna make the music go far on their own too and it's great so i'm really hyped for them because they're coming into their own with the music and i'm just it's so good last thing to say uh so the next project as far as this goes of course is the review the review is gonna have gameplay footage in the background i'm gonna talk about it all like i'm talking about it right now but like hopefully better structured <laughs> i have to go back and see how i did the review uh for forgotten land and be it'll be a lot like that and, of course, I'm being more broken down, like, the visuals, the graphics, the gameplay, being more specific like that. But I'll already say right now, overall, I, I think it's a 9 out of 10. It could be an 8 out of 10 if I want to nitpick a bunch, but it's got so much content, it's so fun. The difficulty comes in later, it, it's just good. There's just so much to enjoy here. Why isn't it a 10 out of 10? Because AI. <laughs> there's no AI buddies, and there's no online play. Those would make this game perfect. Because you could tell you should be playing with four people at times. Like, it'd be more fun that way, but you can't. And so it's too bad. And really, that's it. Especially online play for Magoland. I really wish they did online play. All we got was, um, 100 Samurai Kirby, which is so fun, though. I really enjoy it. Oh, right. I forgot to mention it. Like, the epilogue is based on the Magalore Soul, Magalore Soul Defeat, which, as it should be, yeah. I think that's it. Last thoughts are just, yeah, the only nitpicks I have is some powers could be better or could have more added to them. Uh, I wish we had AI helper or online play. And aside from that, I think it's everything. Like, such a fun game. It's really good. If you've been waiting to play it and you're listening to this podcast, go buy it. Go buy and play it. Like, 
The epilogue adds so much to it, and just the game itself is fun. Just the addition of new things, and just there's just so much more to enjoy. It's just so good. And of course, Magdalene. Magdalene's very fun. Even alone, it's fun. So that is everything. I really had fun playing this game. I really had fun talking about this game. And I hope you had fun listening. And for sure, talk to me. Talk at me. Don't let me be alone. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you thought about the Revelations. Especially like Super Kirby Clash Revelation. That is amazing. I love that Revelation so much because I really enjoy Super Kirby Clash. And of course, the LP of this is on the main channel, at Lost Scarf, uh, on YouTube. And yeah, that's everything. That is it. That is a spoiler talk. How long was this? This was... Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was clicking through, by the way, I was using Wii Kirby to uh, go over everything to, in case I forgot anything. So you might have heard some clicking in the background. And that's everything. I had fun. Hope you had fun listening and share me with everyone. This isn't a request. <laughs> I'm not asking. <laughs> Jeremy, you got this far. Share me. You know? Share me with other Kirby fans. So we can all have fun together. I'm going to be doing this podcast forever. Because there's so much Kirby content to talk about. And just, okay, looking forward, by the way, last minute. Um, Kirby Superstar uh, soundtrack ranking. That's coming up soon. Because I have the script written, just need to record it. Uh, I just wanted to, of course, work on this first. The review will happen after that. Or after the other episode, which is going to be the Kirby Light Novel. Going to talk about the first Kirby Light Novel. That'll be a lot of fun. I love the Light Novels. Uh, thankfully, multiple people have translated those light novels, so you can enjoy those online if you cannot read Japanese. I'm still learning Japanese. I, I want to read them myself someday and see uh, if there's anything missed in that. And by the way, I own 100 Kirby manga. One of these days I'm going to translate all those manga for everyone to enjoy, too. But I need to get fluent in Japanese first. But there's just so much more Kirby content to talk about, and of course we're going to talk about the Kirby anime eventually as well again. I know it's been a while since the last episode. There's just so much Kirby to talk about, and I wanted to talk about other things besides the anime. But we'll get back to it, too. And also, I need to somehow get my hands on the Blu-ray. If anyone knows where to import the Blu-ray, let me know, because I want to buy it. I want to own it myself, because there's extras in there which would be really juicy to look at. Okay, that's everything, everyone. I'm going on too long. I had fun. I hope you had fun listening. And just have a nice day, everybody. We're all Kirby fans, so... We got it good right now. I'm happy. I hope you're happy too. See you next time.